Well, welcome, everybody. Mark and I have been having a bit of fun during the countdown, so, you know, hopefully the fun will continue. How are you doing, mate? Absolutely. I'm doing good, thank you. Yes, I've, I've polished up my dictionary looking, looking up skills to work out what this <laughs> word means. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were laughing at, just the, uh, the, the name of the, the webcast, Metanoia, as uh, it, as it is and uh yeah we were then we got into in in canada and the u.s we call aluminum aluminum and then in uk you call it aluminium exactly so we were talking about how different ways you could say metanoia and, and you know boys will be boys this is the first time we've been together in quite a while it is actually first time for a few weeks about three or four weeks isn't it yeah I think. absolutely so uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, you tell. So you've been in the sun, having a good holiday down in Florida, and enjoying yourselves. Yes, it was. It was actually our first holiday in in I think four years that my wife and I got away with my mother. My brother lives in in Central Florida, and so we've never been down there to visit him. He's been there for a few years, but because of COVID and other things earlier than that, we just weren't able to get down. So, yeah, we we were able to get on a plane first time, masked up, and and uh, yeah, we it was quite an adventure. And you know, of course, it was uh, it worked out great with my my brother and his wife. They were very gracious hosts, and Anne and I were able to get a few days on each coast of Florida, and so that was lovely. And you? So how, how wide is Florida? I mean, you know, we, we see it from this <coughs> side of the pond and it looks like it's kind of narrow, but it's probably not as narrow as we think. It, I would say, like, because my brother lives in central Florida, so he's kind of dead, like dead center under uh, Orlando, which is Disney World. Uh, it would be about an hour and a half each way from his house. So maybe 100 miles? Three Three hours driving. So, yeah, it would be... Yeah, probably 300 miles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's probably... 120, yeah. Because, you know, they drive pretty fast down there, too, you know, you know, 60 to 70 miles an hour, so... Okay, so, 100, yeah, 150 maybe, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, prob yeah, probably 300 miles, but, uh, yeah, so it was great, and you've you've had quite an eventful uh, past week. Well, well I, I, yes, I... Um, <laughs> I think my daughter has more of it. <laughs> yes, I hear you. <laughs> Um, on Saturday, our third grandson was born to my, my daughter and son-in-law. So on um, Saturday, very, I, I, I hate, I, I, I'm very cautious about saying this as a man, but apparently <laughs> it was quick and easy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Barry and I are very cautious about saying that because we know it's not quick or easy. But um, apparently that's what my daughter said. Um, but Corey Emmanuel was born on Saturday evening at a good weight of seven pounds 10 ounces and everybody's doing well and i spoke to him this afternoon he didn't speak back yet but i, I yeah. <laughs> yeah and um we're hoping to go down next week and see them and visit yes new grandson so a little brother for finn and asha yes congratulations grandpa and congratulations to fiona and we, we're cheering you on i mean three boys there you're you're working on a, a football team yeah, but I, I won't be the captain. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very... Not the coach. Yes, yes. So, that, I mean, that's very exciting, of course. When when that happens, I mean, it's... <clears throat> I, I just remember, you know, with with every grandchild, it's, a, it's just amazing how, especially when you see them for the first time, right? It yeah. just... It's like this new love. It's like, yeah. you know, you love your other grandies to bits, but then when you you have a, a, the, the, the newest one, it's just like, wow, there's extra, there's yeah. more. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> it's amazing. It's good. So, yeah, looking forward to that um, next week, hopefully. Yeah. Well, yeah, and thanks for carrying the load while I was uh, gallivanting, you know, in, in, the, in the sun. Of course, I'm back home now to, in Canada, and we had snow two days ago, which was really hard to, to deal with at this, this time of year, but... You know, we can't complain, I guess. I guess not, eh? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, you went from sort of tropics to, to Arctic. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, this morning, even even though it was a nice day, it was, I think the wind chill was minus two or minus four. So it's it's warming. It, it starts to warm up in the afternoon, but cold in the, in the in the morning. So, but enough about that. Anything, is there anything new and exciting coming for you or any no, announcements? Not no, not, not this end. You you will be traveling soon. 
Well, in, yeah, in, I've got a church weekend. I'm, doing, I'm speaking at a church weekend in a couple of weeks' time, and then a couple of weeks after that, I'm going to Uganda for the first right. time in three years to do a leader, um, kind of just get the, the, this team together at Motor Me Only and have some time encouraging them. So that's yeah. in, actually four weeks. Four weeks on Saturday, I'm, I'm heading off to the sun. Wow, to yeah. the equator. Yeah, you will you will get some some heat there, that's for sure. And when you are in Uganda, I'll be in Finland. So, so that week we probably have to sort of take a pause. Yeah, we'll, we'll be night. taking a pause for for at least one week. I'm not sure if if, you, if will you be down there for two Wednesdays or no? I'll just be there for one one. one. Wednesday. Okay, I'll be I'll be in Finland for two. So if anybody is close to Finland uh, in Europe, then if you can you can make it, you can just check out Father Heart. Uh, Ministries Finland and uh, yeah I'll be there for, this is my first in that sense international trip since uh, COVID and my last trip was actually to Finland two and a half years ago yeah. so here we go again <laughs> it's, it's funny my last trip before COVID was Poland and my first one post was Poland as well wow <laughs> it's kind of like bookends yeah so what are we what are we talking about today do you have any idea we're talking about this fancy word that you've got over there, <laughs> which, which is, um, I, 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 I had to look it up in the dictionary <laughs> suggested it. It's just interesting, so, it has, it, and I should actually ask uh, if anybody uh, had to look it up, or if, if you, anybody did look it up, um, just, you could just put a thumbs, thumbs up on the, on the comments, but I... It's uh, it's not like I I'm a Greek scholar. Believe me, <laughs> just I said to Mark every once in a while I want to kind of pretend that I you know have half a brain at least. <laughs> so would you mind would you mind just opening in prayer, brother? And then we'll start, and then I'll call you back in to rescue me at the end. Sure, no problem. You you won't need rescuing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Father, thank you once again. Yeah, um, just for your presence with us. Mm. Thank you that you're always with us, that you're always loving us. Yeah. And even now, Father, you're just pouring your love into our hearts. And we just want an encounter with the love of God tonight. Yeah. Thank you that you're good. You're always yeah. good. And Father, I, I really do ask that as we look at this topic, you will change our thinking. Yes. <laughs> that, Father, you will dispel the old religious legalistic mindset and bring us into a place of freedom yeah so father as barry shares just bless yeah. him let your anointing rest on him thank you papa amen amen thank you mate that's that's awesome i'll see you in a bit so yeah, here we are. This word metanoia. Um, I'm not sure if anybody has actually thought of this word or or studied this word. I, um, it's something. It's a word that I have, you know, certainly been aware of for you know much of my Christian life, but not really. Uh, I've never actually shared a message on it, and um, so hopefully you'll have they'll have the grace to be able to get through this okay and and. Uh, you know, usually after I speak, I, I'll ask Mark and I'll ask my wife, and did that make any sense at all? But I, I just, I feel that I think it, I think it will. And I, I think in my heart when I was, uh, I was praying about, um, just even just Monday, because I, I hadn't had anything prepared yet. And I, and I just, uh, just was asking the Lord, like, what, you know, what could I, I share? And, and I, just had this word metanoia that you know, and it wasn't like I heard audibly or anything else, but it was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna just unpack that. So that's what I, I I want to attempt to do today. And um, you know, I think one of the things that my prayer for me and for everybody who who's watching live and maybe afterwards is that that you know that the Holy Spirit would alter any kind of misguided perceptions that we have of God, uh, of his kingdom, of his, of his, of his good news, that we would be able to be aligned with his plan and his purposes. Because, you know, what we believe shapes our reality. And, and that's why faith is so important. You know, Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he exists. And then he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I think this idea of what we think and what we 
believe it it actually shapes how we how we live and proverbs 23 7 says as a man thinks in his heart so is he so you know it's this idea of of um, i really believe that the papa wants us to realign our faith with his kingdom and you know part of that journey is you know for those who know me is you know this the, the restoration of childlike trust and you know oftentimes when we talk think about who we are uh, we are often defined by our our past experiences and i just believe that the father wants to in his great love even dismantle some of those things that uh, that we could live in the present we could live in the i am when when god said to moses i am that i am that uh, oftentimes we either spend our much of our time in the future worrying about things and that haven't happened yet or in the past dealing with regret and i think you know the apostle paul said that we're to fix our eyes on the things unseen in second corinthians 4:18 he said so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is on unseen what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal and so i i really believe when when we're talking about this word metanoia uh, that I, I, I really, my prayer is that there will be a shift in our inner man to anything that is out of alignment about what we actually think this word means or what we think the kingdom is. We think, you know, what we think who God is as a father or who we are as his kids. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit is continually reassuring us, you know, that we aren't slaves. You know, we aren't servants, but we're sons and daughters. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. And so this is where I believe the the fixing our eyes on the, the things that are unseen can really help us to walk uh, in step. You know, the Bible says to keep in step with the Spirit, you know, so that we 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 if we if we're defined by everything that we see in the in the in the material realm in the earthly realm in the fallen world realm you know where there's hurt hurting people hurt people and there's there's just a lot of pain and angst and suffering you know if that's all there is to to life you know it, it it's 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 a tough way to live but i just believe that the father wants us to raise our gaze today and i just trust that the the holy spirit will speak on these things colossians 3 2 says the call is to set our affections on things above, not on things of the earth. So again, this is the, again, we are, we are not being focusing on the earthly realm, on the horizontal plane, but we are focused on, on the things above and the unseen things, the eternal things. So, you know, this idea of perception is what we perceive, what we believe. You know, it's so important for, for us to, to be able to understand this because uh, like, like even with with love, for instance, if I didn't believe my wife loved me, I wouldn't open my heart up to her, right? Because it, she wouldn't be safe, she wouldn't love me, so I I would have a closed heart towards her. But if I believe that she loves me, what do I do? I will open my heart up to her. I will confide in her. You know, I will be able to commune with her at a deeper level. And I think, you know, oftentimes when we think of God, when we have misconceptions of who he is, uh, whether it's religious uh, teachings that we've had in the past or whether it's experiential trauma that we've experienced or, you know, misrepresentation from earthly fathers or mothers, you know, we can have this misguided understanding of the nature and the character of God, which causes us to influences our, our perception, which in fact influences our relationship with him. So uh, how do we change our perception? And one of the, the ways that, um, you know, one of the first ways that we kind of, we think about coming into the kingdom or having a, uh, a change in our a transformation of some kind is this word repent, right? I think probably all of us have heard it. Uh, you know, we, you know, we, of course, we're familiar with it with the Bible in the New Testament. Uh, Jesus said it. John the Baptist said it. And this idea of repentance, right? And and so um, <clears throat> when we talk about repentance, you know, that's what I want to kind of unpack in connection with this word metanoia because you know when we talk about repentance when john the baptist preached repentance when jesus preached repentance the the word for repent in the in the greek 
is metanoia. And so what does metanoia mean? And that's where if you see in the screen behind me, you, you see that it says, you know, underneath it, it says change your mind. Because the, the word metanoia means it doesn't mean the word repent as we understand repenting. It actually means to change your thinking, to think a new way. And when we begin to understand that, it's it's to it's not the the idea of what we think repentance is. It means to change one's mind for better. And the changing of the mind indicates an opening of, of the understanding, of our understanding, that leads to transformation. How many people have heard in a sermon or maybe watched on a you know an old TV show or something an angry preacher you know preaching from a pulpit saying repent you sinners you know and when we think of the word repent that we that it's been translated into most of the English uh, Bible uh, Bible translations we think of it as a shame based word. And we, we, so we have this idea that repentance is something where we, we, we punish ourselves, that we feel this, this shame that we, you know, it's a, it's a sin based thing. But the, the word when Jesus said repent for the kingdom of, uh, of God is at hand isn't repent like as we understand it. It is metanoia, which is basically change your thinking. And it's interesting. I'm going to read a, a passage of scripture or a, a passage of scripture. Uh, uh, a, a paragraph from a, an article that I, I read just recently or just yesterday when I was studying for this uh, about what happened with the how this word repent was actually translated uh, rather than change your mind in, in our Bible. And this is to do with Martin Luther. It says long ago, Martin Luther read the Latin translation of the Greek New Testament called the Vulgate. And he saw that John the Baptist and Jesus called to the hearers, do penance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So here it is, like the Vulgate, which is the, the Latin translation of the Bible, for, for the word repent says do penance, which is basically calling hearers to self-mortification, contritions, confession to a priest. It, it, it's, it's this looking for absolution of sin. But it, from what I understand from the story I read, that when when Martin Luther read that, and that when when the the translation is to do penance, but then when he read it, when he went to the Greek, the word is metanoia. It's not it's not uh, repent. It is actually uh, something where it means to change your mind, right? So. The, and again, this is a little bit beyond my pay grade. So please, you know, for those scholars who are listening out there, please give me a little bit of grace. Well, metanoia is a Greek word, and that's the word that was used when Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of, his, his, of God's hand. That's the word that John the Baptist used when he had the baptism of repentance. It was, it was the baptism of metanoia. And uh, repentance comes from, and I, I won't even be able to pronounce this, ponotentia, <laughs> which comes from the word uh, ponia, which is, means pain. So basically, the word repentance, the, the root word for repentance is pain. But that's not what was translated in the original Greek. John the Baptist didn't say, you know, repent, do penance, you know, you sinners. He said metanoia in that sense. And of course, he wouldn't have spoke Greek at the time. But, you know, it, it would have been this idea of it's a change of thinking. And when you look at the the three words that are, are intertwined with repent is penance, penitence, and repentance. And penance is discipline, something you do to get God's favor again. Penitence is contrition. Repentance is do either both of these to result in a changed life. But the reality, when we talk about uh, metanoia, there is no overlap with the word metanoia to the, this word penance or repentance. So when you think about this for a second, what are the implications of this? So when Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is hand, what was he saying? He wasn't saying do penance. He wasn't saying beat yourself up. He wasn't saying like be ashamed. He was saying think differently. This is the dawning of a new era. 
and and, and it's like God, Jesus was saying, I'm showing you a new thing. Uh, there's a new kingdom coming. A new, I want you to open your eyes. I want you to allow your thinking to be transformed and so you could see it. You see, that's where Jesus said, those who have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. You see, this idea of the good news of the gospel is such that that it 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 it, it actually alters our our mindset, you know, to to the goodness of God and His love and His mercy. So when we think about the understanding of what we think repentance is, we think of it as shame based, we think it is sin based, we focus on sin, we we punish ourselves, we we have this understanding. But even that word is meant for us to be able to to understand that metanoia which is the word that was used. It's not a word of condemnation. It's heralding a new kingdom. It's it's like Jesus was preparing our hearts for what is to come. And and I read uh, an article by a lady named Rebecca Davis, and she basically described what Jesus was saying when he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, is come to your senses. Basically, that is the call. And when you think about Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, uh, when it, it, I really believe this describes the the transaction that happens when we come into metanoia. You know, it, the repentance that we think is re- repentance, which is just changing your mind. It says the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You see, that's when Jesus came. People were walking in darkness, and all of a sudden, there is this great light. And then the light of God and his love and his mercy and his grace had dawned. And it's all of a sudden it's this, it's this metanoia. It's like, wow, this is a different paradigm than we've ever had before. It's like Jesus was saying, I've come to completely change your world. You know, I, I'm here to change your paradigm. I want you to open your heart. I want your, open your mind. I want your eyes to open to see so that we could actually see a transformation. You see, repentance is always focused on sin. It's about turning from sin. But the word metanoia is talking about being blind, then seeing again. So I really believe that the more that we understand that when Jesus talked about repent being metanoia. So like for me, I, I feel like when I even I say the word repent, it's not the word repent because that doesn't exist in the translation. It's metanoia. So it's almost like maybe we should even stop using the word repent in the English and and just swap out metanoia. So it's like metanoia, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, metanoia, preach the good news to everywhere you go. You see, that's what John said in Matthew 3, 2, right? When he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So think about it. Metanoia, change your mind, change your thinking, just awaken to the kingdom reality. It's not sin-based, it's not shame-based. And and so, you know, when we understand that the, the baptism of John wasn't a baptism into this sin-focused uh, activity, but it was a baptism into metanoia. It, it was like it was like bringing us into a, a place, a, a higher realm where we could actually see the kingdom. You see... Like one of the things I've said over the you know over the years is that we preach the good news. Jesus said to preach the good news, right? And so, what is the good news? The good news, you know, oftentimes if we are focused on 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 a shame based gospel, it it doesn't sound like it's good news. And so, I just basically say, if if the good news isn't good news, then it's not good news. And I really believe it's not the gospel if it's not good news. And so this is where we get to Romans 2, verse 4. And this is, this is kind of the, the, this is the, the scripture that I started with. Because I, 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 again, we, we can have this misunderstanding of, you know, this word repentance. And the NI version of Romans 2, 4 says, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance, right? The goodness of God leads men to repentance. Now, again, understand the word that is used there is not repentance, and it's not penance, it's not pain. The goodness of God leads us 
to a change of mind, to alter our, our understanding, to, to raise our gaze to see who, who the kingdom is. And um, Romans 2, verse 3 and 4 from the message says it this way, you didn't think, did you, that just by pointing your finger at others, you would distract God from seeing all your misdoings and from coming down on you hard? Or did you think that because he is such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? Better think one thing through the beginning. God is kind, but he's not soft. In his kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. And so it's this radical life change that I really believe is is spoken about in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And this is where Paul says, he says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So think about this this scripture for a second. And again, if we think about Romans 2, 4, that says the goodness of God leads men to metanoia. It's a, a change of our mind. It's it's a change of our our perceptions. Then we, we begin to, the, the, the first part of this, this, this passage of scripture that I shared says in view of God's mercy. So everything that we do is in view of God's mercy. It's like when we are when we see his mercy, you know, it's easy for us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And that process causes us not to be conformed to the patterns of the world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. And you see that's where metanoia leads to the the changing of our perceptions of who God is as a father and how he loves us and he sent Jesus to save us and to reconcile us and to restore us and to redeem us back to himself and so that we could be born again into his kingdom. That is good news. And that's the metanoia transformation that I believe the father wants us to have. You know, not this sin-based shame based focus where we're doing penance and we're you know we're beating ourselves up and we're trying to 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 do all these good works to appease a god who is just disappointed and angry with us that isn't the gospel jesus said to repent or to to metanoia and it's interesting you know the transformation process where in verse two it says uh, do not be conformed to the pattern of this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So here's this renewing of the mind, right? This is the, it's the changing of how we think, right? It's, it's, it's the altering of our perceptions. And that word transform there is a, is a Greek word, and the root of that word is metamorphosis, which we know that word. And that is the transformation process where a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. You see, I truly believe when we begin to see the goodness of God that leads us into a metanoia, the, the view of his mercies, it just leads us to a place where we aren't conformed to this world, but we're transformed. We're that metamorphosis from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And if you think about the life of a caterpillar, Versus the life of a butterfly, it, they're pretty different, right? A caterpillar, it's when it, certainly when it's in its cocoon, it's dark and 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 and, and there's 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 no visual stimulation. And when it's a caterpillar, it's it's crawling around on the grass and on the on the blades of grass, but it doesn't have too much of a perspe- perspective. But when it becomes a butterfly, it soars with its wings and it can see, you know, for the perspective is in the air and it can go where it wants. You know, some of these monarch butterflies that we we have here in North America, they can travel, you know, I think thousands of miles uh, to 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 go for their their nesting. And and I really believe that the more that we can understand that the, what the father is after is a, a shift in our perceptions to know how much he loves us, to know that Jesus was sent so that he would he would die on our half and rise again so that his father could become our father. You see, we just celebrated Easter just last week. And I truly believe in John 17, verse 20, that is the resurrection message. That is the, the, the metanoia 
uh, moment in that sense where, you know, we can have a transformation where Jesus comes out of the tomb. He rises from the dead. He bumps into Mary, uh, his dear friend in the garden, and he says, go tell this is this is the first message that Jesus declared after he rose from the dead. He said, go tell my brothers that I'm returning to my God and your God, to my father and your father. And you see, I believe the more that we understand that the goodness of God woos us gently. He doesn't condemn us. He doesn't yell, repent, you sinners. He just says, I want you. There's, this is good news. This is the good news of the kingdom. And I want you to alter your changing and be able to see from the from a kingdom perspective. And, and you know, that's where Paul prays in Ephesians 1, verses 17 and 18, and he said, he says this, and I just believe this is part of that transformation process that, you know, that metanoia process that we all go through. He says, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. You see, I really believe that the Father wants to continually open the eyes of our hearts so that we could know the hope of our calling, our, and together with all the saints, know the, our glorious riches in our inheritance. And you see, this is the transformation. This is the calling from from living like son, like like slaves and servants and orphans, to being sons and daughters to Yahweh, to being joint heirs with Jesus. That this is this is the calling of the Christian life. You know, Romans five five, the Bible says, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured His love into our hearts, and it's that love that comes, and it's the love of God that transforms us and woos us and calls us higher and causes us to. to to look into the things that are unseen, not the things that are seen and that were not defined by our past experiences. And that's conversion. That's the new covenant. That is the good news that Jesus died on a cross to secure for us. Even John the Baptist, when he preached repentance, it was metanoia. It's a time to raise our gaze to a kingdom reality. You see, the more that I believe that we can believe we're loved, the more that we are assured that we're safe. In Romans 8, 37 to 39, Paul says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, neither anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, I truly believe that the goodness of God, the love of God, the love of the Father is calling us even today to, to change our mind, to, to elevate our thinking. You know, it, it, in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, Paul says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Though these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. You see, I truly believe that the Father in his great love, he just wants us to be able to to um, have that transformation where we're and it's when I say change your mind, it's it's way more profound than change your thought pattern. It's not about thinking good thoughts. It's about having a paradigm shift that you and I could walk on planet Earth as sons and daughters of Almighty God. And, and you know, wh- one of the things I always encourage when I, you know, teach at, at schools and things is that, you know, I, I pray that God would help people discern the negative thoughts, right? The negative, you know, the negative self-talk. I remember... Uh, reading one of Brendan Manning's books, and he said that, you know, oftentimes we, the things that we wouldn't allow ourselves to think about other people, we often think about ourselves. And it, it's, it's, I really believe that, 
you know, one of the things that the Father wants to help us to do is be able to discern the the lies that come in. The you know, from the Father of lies, Jesus said in John eight, He says, when He lies, He speaks His native language. So when anything that is coming to us that speaks against our identity as sons and daughters to God, our our union with Jesus, being joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and that we are redeemed, we are holy, we are new creatures in Christ, and that we are seated. Even though we are on planet earth now, the Bible says that we are seated at the right hand of the Father, hid in Christ with God right this very moment. And I believe that there is something in the realm of the Spirit, in the realm of your Spirit, where the Father every day, you know, His mercies are new every morning. He's just calling us to metanoia, to change your perceptions. You know, we live in an orphan world system, you know, that, that you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world, but that's not us. That's not our inheritance. That is not, uh, you know, our, our eternal destiny. And even though we live in this world, we're not of this world. And I just believe that, uh, you know, my prayer, and when I, you know, pray in a, in a few minutes here, is I, I'm just going to pray that God would give us the, the ability to discern all of that negative self-talk that has come into our being that, you know, you're not loved and you're not good or God can love your neighbor, but he can't love me or, but you don't know my past or you don't know this or, you know, I, I'm full of, I'm full of, I'm faithless, you know. And Timothy, Second Timothy, it says, even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. Ha! Because he cannot deny who he is. And I just, I don't know about you, but I, I know for me, you know, when I started to think about this idea, because when we think about the word repent, there are so much, so much baggage that comes with that word that is shame-based and, and sin-focused. But when we begin to realize it, that word doesn't even exist in the Greek. It is metanoia. It's change your thinking, change your mind, change your perception, come up higher, be transformed. It's a new realm. It's a new era of the kingdom of God where God has made a way to become our father and to live on planet Earth as sons and daughters. Second Corinthians 10.5. And I think this is where I pray that God will help not only you, but me too. To, to, to take every thought captive. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You see, that's where, when, when you hear the voice that, you know, you're a failure. God is disappointed in you. He's frustrated. He doesn't love you. All those kind of negative self-talk. Or maybe you look in the mirror and say, yeah, you know, I don't like this. I got a, you know, I got a pimple on my nose and I don't like this. Where we start focusing on things to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. This is not the truth. You know, and my prayer is that God will just fill your, your mind with God thoughts and, and be able to, to elevate you because you see in Isaiah 55 verse 8 and 9 it talks about there are there is a huge difference between our thoughts and God's thoughts I mean if our thoughts are down here I mean God's thoughts are I mean to infinity above that so this is what God says he says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways declares the Lord as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways in higher than your thoughts. So what do you think about when you when you hear that? You think, oh, well, you know, there's this huge gap, right? I'm down here, you know, worm theology. I'm just, you know, I'm just this worm unloved, you know, and I'm judged and I'm, you know, feeling bad about myself, but God's way up here. Well, this is what Paul the Apostle said. In 1 Corinthians 2.16, he said, For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You see the 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 renewing of the mind in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 is where we come into alignment in our union with Jesus so that we have his mind. In Philippians 2:5 Paul says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. 
You see, I truly believe that the Father is encouraging us. And even today, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this might be helpful from, for somebody that maybe they, they, you know, we struggle in, in the, in the area of, of the mind and, in the negative thoughts and repetitive things and condemnation and judgment and shame and all these things. And I just believe the Father wants to encourage you and He wants to encourage me to be able to have that that metanoia transformation where we really believe we are who he says we are and that we come into agreement with that and that we are able to actually walk into his kingdom and like experience his kingdom in a in a real way that is we're not defined by our past experiences we're not defined by shame and guilt the blood of jesus was enough it cleansed us from all sin past present and future it doesn't mean we don't sin but we have this this assurance that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And because, you know, he has made a way for us to be fully reconciled to our Father. You see, I, I really believe when we talk about this, this transformation in, in our mind, I believe that it's it's something that is really connected with our heart, right? Because it's out of our heart flows the issues of life. And it's not like we think our way into the kingdom. It's not about just thinking good thoughts, but it's about having our the love of God, which is poured into our hearts, bubble up into our mind, and that we become more and more in agreement with the kingdom reality. And I, it's interesting, you know, um, what Jesus prayed in Matthew 11, verse 25 and 26, it really shows that it's not about the power of our own intellect. It's actually about um, having a brain drain, so to speak, if I might say it that way. Because it's this is what Jesus said. I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was what you were pleased to do. And that word, the Greek word for little children there, describes it as untaught, unskilled babies, wordless infants. That means babies to the point where they can't even speak any words yet. And the Father hides the kingdom from the wise and the learned, the intellect. It's not about having the power of our intellect, but intellect, but it's about coming to a transformation. And I know Mark had shared the other week about being carried by my father and the, the benefits of a childlike heart. And I just truly believe that, that as Jack Winner used to say, the smaller that we can become, the bigger that our heavenly father can become on, on our, on our behalf. And so I just really believe that the Father would uh, just be able to give us the grace to have that transformation, that metanoia kind of a moment where we have this change in our perception and and are able to actually go in the opposite direction. And of course, for me, when I think of how, what does that look like practically, especially in the context of a childlike heart, you know, I think of Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 to 5, and, and, and I'm just going to read it. And it's just, it's Jesus speaking. And, he, and it says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. You see, I think that describes perfectly the the metanoia transformation where, where Jesus says, unless you uh, change, unless you turn, and, and, and the, the actual Greek word there, and I don't, it means to, to go in the opposite direction. So it's like you're, you're big, you're adult, you're, you're wise, you're learned, life isn't working out too well. Well, if you have a transformation, if you have a change and you go in the opposite direction and become like a little child again and humble yourself, then you will be considered great in the kingdom of God. And so my question to you, and, and again, I think about Jack Winter and, you know, oftentimes when I, when I ref, reflect on my life and I only knew Jack for a few years, but 
that so many times when when he would pray for somebody to receive a deeper revelation of the love of God, he'd say, can you be a little boy that needs to be loved? That's what he said to me, Barry. Can you be a little boy that needs to be loved? And Or could you be a little girl that just needs to be loved? And you see, I truly believe that the more that we can reconnect with the little us, you know, and again, the, the kingdom is hidden from the wise and learned, but it's revealed to little babies. The more that we can have that metanoia transformation that Jesus talked about, not in our own strength, in our own mind, but we actually, our mind is renewed into the mind of Christ himself. And we start thinking God thoughts. And that, and that elevates us to a place in, in where we see the kingdom. We, the eyes of our hearts are open so that we might know the hope of our calling and the glorious inheritance that we have together with all the saints. So I just want to, to ask you that. You know, I don't know how life is working for you. I don't know the, the mind traffic that you're dealing with. I don't know about the guilt, the shame, the anxiety that even trying to live a Christian life, how, how is that, you know, how are you coping with that? But I do want to encourage you that the, the good news of the kingdom was that there is a, there's a transformation, a metanoia, a changing of our perceptions that God wants to do so that you know and I know that we are loved with an everlasting love, that, that, that we could never be loved any more than God loves us right now. And that we are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus because of what he did. So I just want to, to pray that if, if, if that's you, if you feel in any way that, that, you know, maybe you've been thinking too much, maybe there's a lot of mind traffic in your heart and you're, you're exhausted and you feel condemnation and judgment and you think that God's demanding this repentance that is shame-based and focused on your sin and your inability to keep the law. Father, I just pray now that you would just lift off your sons and daughters who are listening either live or afterwards to the just the beautiful good news of the kingdom of God, that you are not angry, that you aren't distant, you're not a judge, but you are a loving father who sent his only son into the world 2,000 years ago so that we could see what you are like. And so that Jesus could make a way, become the way, home to your heart. So, Father, I just pray that even now, in this very moment, that, that we would all be have a realignment in our understanding, in our thinking, in the eyes of our heart, in, a, in our spiritual ears, would have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. And I just pray, Father, that you would just give us all the grace to be able to discern the lies and the negative thoughts and the, the, the toxic world system that we live in that is, is saying things that are not true. Father, we just ask for that transformation. Thank you that in view of your tender mercies, we present our bodies as living sacrifices and that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that we could be thinking God thoughts. That we could be elevated in the kingdom realm, Father, to, to be able to have a childlike heart that is, is not resting in our own intellect, but is resting in the simple fact that we are loved. And because we are loved with an everlasting love, we can, our hearts can be set at rest. We don't have to think so much. We don't have to try to work in our own strength, but we can just surrender to your affection so I just encourage you just to if that's you today just take a deep breath just receive the father's love for you he's always loved you he will always love you the good news of the kingdom where Jesus said metanoia the kingdom is at hand there is a new kingdom there's a, a kingdom reality that the Father wants you and I to live in. Where there's no shame, there's no fear, there's no anxiety, there's no judgment. That we're safe and nothing in all creation can separate us from His love. 
So I just encourage you to take a deep breath. Wow. The average person breathes 20,000 breaths a day. So just breathe in his love. Breathe in the love that God has around you. The Bible says in Acts chapter 17, in him we live and move and have our being. Father, we just help us to turn and change and go in the opposite direction and become little in our hearts again so that you can be big on our behalf. Even right now, if you have, you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, I just pray that you would be able to have the grace to cast every care onto God because he cares for you. Each one, take every care out of your backpack and just give it to your Father. Because He loves you. He always loved you. He will always love you. He sent Jesus to reconcile you to His heart. Not to judge you. Not to condemn you. Not to shame you. In Isaiah 61 verse 7 it says, Instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion of their inheritance. Well, thank you, Father, that it's your spirit that does the work. Help us just to yield to that. Yield to your wooing today in Jesus' name. Wow. And all God's people said, Amen. Okay, Mark, I, if you're there, brother, I'm just going to bring you back on. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. That was excellent. Thank you. It's another long word I've added to my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't know if it made any sense, but hopefully. Sure did. Sure did. Sure did. I think it's it's so much connected to our heart, isn't it? It's just, you know, when our heart is transformed by love, that has the effect of um renewing our mind. Mm. Um you know, it's it's like it works that way rather than we renew our mind and then somehow that changes our heart. It's, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, I just sort of Psalm 40, you know, I desire to do your will, oh Lord mm. my God. You know, and it's like when we've got that connection, that heart connection, that relationship, yeah, we're motivated. Ezekiel mm. says we are caused to walk in his ways mm. when his spirit comes into our heart. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, maybe. Hey, well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope it made sense. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Um, Mark may be um, somewhere else, but uh, with, with Grandies, which we'll be cheering him on. But, uh, yeah, ho- hope to see you. And and as we end, I don't if there's no other announcements or anything else, uh, I think we'll just – there's a three-minute three little video that I always, you know, put on once in a while just to remind us of that kingdom reality. It's that metanoia kind of transformation of who we are. So I'll just end with that and hope to see you next week. So bless you. Thanks, everyone.